Good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close. A little too close. Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of the Disney Bit Radio Show. We are live on YouTube, we are live around the nation. It's Good Friday, I know it's a funny show to do it, but we decided we'd do it Good Friday instead of Easter Sunday, uh, so everyone can enjoy their Easter break and all those bits and pieces, which is fantastic. So, um, I suppose we need to say hello to the gang uh, who we've got here today. We haven't got everybody today uh, due to one thing or another. Uh, John is having to work over Easter because that's what he has to do because they're all miserable and grumpy in, in catering and that's what you have to do. But uh, we have got <laughs> Katie with us. Good evening, Katie. Good evening. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. How, how Have you eaten lots of chocolate yet? No, I'm saving myself for Sunday. Are you? I've we've... had like a cream egg today no, and that's about loads. it. We've eaten far too much chocolate already. And good evening, Susan. Happy Easter! How are you doing? I'm doing alright. I'm going to be a typical Brit and say the weather is not good. The weather is not good. No, you're right. It's uh, a little bit miserable, isn't it? But hey, it's um, it is what it is, and uh, it's Britain, and that's just what we get. It serves us right for having Easter so early. Let's be honest. Um, but <laughs> we are here this week because um, who's who's crackling around in the background? Who's that? Oh, sorry, it's probably me. Susan making noise again. It's not like you, Susan. Anyway, um, we are here the, today, and the, the show today is entitled, I've said today too many times, too close together, wasn't it? An Idiot's Guide to Disneyland Paris, because a couple of weeks ago, we had a tweet, and our tweet was from Simon Price, the wonderful Simon Price, who actually also uh, composed the music you can hear in the background right now. And uh, he sent us a, a, a tweet that basically asked us a question. We've had done a couple of listener questions recently because people have uh, have asked some bits and pieces. Uh, he sent us a tweet and it said, At Disney Brit, loved your Disneyland Paris discussion about the new lands. What are the chances of you doing an idiot guide for a first-time visitor to Disneyland Paris for this summer? Where to stay, tickets, transport, park info, etc. Would love a round table on it. So, Simon, for you... Here we go. So, for those people who have never been to Disneyland Paris, this is kind of for you. If you have been to Disneyland Paris and you are listening to this right now live, do join in with the live chat, which should be on the right of your screen. Uh, you'll see a live chat option. Please do say hello, join in with everything that's going on. We'd love to hear your comments and all those bits and pieces as well. So, that'd be fantastic. So, um,. Disneyland Paris then. We're all pretty well experienced, I think, on the team this evening. Um, Susan, you've been a few times now. Mm -hmm. uh, Katie, how many times do you reckon you've been? Um, I honestly couldn't say exactly how many, but I've been going pretty regularly since it opened. So I reckon I must be pushing 30 trips now. Because I reckon this next trip I'm going to go on for fan days is 42, I think. 
I was trying to work it out. So yes, impressive. I'm, I'm well I don't think I'm quite as many as that, but I think a fair few. I think it's safe impressive. to say I know the place quite well. Some people say impressive. <laughs> some people just say really quite sad. Uh, anyway, so um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Disneyland Paris then. I suppose we best go in order of getting there and all those sort of bits and pieces uh, and find out what's going on. So Simon, first off, he asked about uh, transportation. So. What's everybody's favoured sort of uh, mode of transportation mm. out to Disneyland Paris? We've all had a different variety, I think, of yeah. all of different ways of getting there. Um, so, my favourite's definitely plane. So have you only flown or have you done other journeys? And... Uh, have you already started it and plane? Right, okay. But you've carred it, haven't you? Yes, yeah, we've driven it a few times. I've also driven it as well. Now, it... Catherine, for you... Catherine, I've been that's posh. Katie. Wow, Katie. that is my Sunday. Name. I know what's that all about. Where's getting Catherine told off? Am I in trouble? Yes, you are. No, Katie, what's your? <laughs> oh man, what's your preferred sort of travel? What do you? Would you uh, it depends what kind of trip it is. The vast majority of my trips I fly, because um, obviously I live in Newcastle, so driving isn't that convenient for us because we have such a long way to drive before we yeah. even get to the ferry or the tunnel yeah um i have done it driving and i think if i lived on the south coast yeah i'd 100 would drive there that would be my preferred option every time because it's absolutely no problem whatsoever but for me living where i live it has to be the plane i have done you yeah. as well yes okay um but i tagged that on to the end of a trip to london so i was kind of already in london um i think eurostar okay. from home would be a bit tricky for track. me um, mm. I've done all three like I say I think if you live south then uh, driving is actually a really good option for you uh, to get from the port of Calais to Disneyland Paris is anywhere between three and a half four and four hours I would think um, so yeah. it's not not difficult to do you know I've driven so I live in Leicester um, and I've driven from Disneyland Paris to Leicester um, in about nine hours including stopping for the ferry and all that sort of stuff so it's not massively hard to do but i suppose it depends how far the country you live um you've got yeah your star can take you anywhere from two and a half to three and a half hours depending on which option you do and then flying obviously the flight time itself is is very very minimal but you've got to take your time in including flying getting to the airport waiting going through check-in all that sort of stuff so there are some different possibilities uh, and different ways of doing it. So I think it's probably best that we look at um, each option individually and mm -hmm. go from there. So let's start off with, with flying then. Where does everybody usually fly from when they go out? So I usually fly from Newcastle yeah. um, because that's my local airport. But I have also done it flying from Glasgow, from Manchester and most recently from Birmingham, which is when I stayed at your house before I went. That's right, yeah. So, um, um, so a few different ones, but usually Newcastle. Okay, fair enough. So, usually Newcastle. I'm usually Luton, I go from. Uh, I find Birmingham's way too expensive in comparison to Luton, but you can get an easy jet from Luton and it's, uh, it's reasonably cheap. Uh, if you well, when we went right from time. Birmingham this last trip, it was yeah. about half the price of flying from Newcastle. Oh, wow, there you go. So, I suppose for you, it, um, it Newcastle is not a cheap option. No, I would say. Um, and you fly from Luton usually, don't you, uh, Susan? Oh, I'm quite lucky. I'm, I'm kind of central to everywhere. So, any London, Luton, Gatwick, it right. maybe even Stansted sometimes, and even South End, mate. South End, isn't it? South End, so which is South End. unbelievably 
dirt cheap. That is right, so okay. cheap. Fair enough. So you got Southend then for you, which is dirt cheap. Um, Luton, I. It depends. I can usually get return flights for two people for about. So anywhere between a hundred and two hundred pounds on average. Um, now. And flying, is that with EasyJet? And that's with EasyJet usually. And flying's easy for me because quite often, obviously because we've been out quite a lot. If I'm going on very very quick trips like fly out Friday, fly out, fly back Sunday. I don't want to waste too much time travelling, so we'll quite often fly uh, mm. that Friday evening, um, and then that means coming back late Sunday evening, but it's not normally an issue, and mm. then getting the car back, it's about an hour and 15 minutes home, so that's not too mm. horrendous. And Luton's not actually a big airport compared no. to something like Gatwick. No, no, it's not massive, that so you could it's... be going to gate like only like 10, or where in Gatwick, you could be going to like gate 89. Forever and ever and So ever. you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got terminals and everything. So And Southampton's so, quite small as well, so Luton's quite tiny. So there's an option that you've got. Um, if you're going to uh, drive, then um, there's sort of several options really for driving down. You can take the car and you can either go from, you can go from Dover... Mm -hmm. um, and go into Calais. You can also go into Dunkirk. Um, there's two slightly different routes, and to be honest, there's not much difference driving between those two. Sometimes you'll find that the Dunkirk route's actually slightly cheaper um, for driving over. So that's two options. The other option you have is Eurotunnel as well. But I don't think I've ever found Eurotunnel to be cheaper than a ferry, because obviously it's a lot quicker. Mm. Um, so you've done Eurotunnel. I've done yeah, the Eurotunnel, yeah. yeah, and it works out. I still quite not that bad money, even though the the ferry is still cheaper. But. Yeah, it's not horrendous, but um, I think we've always found that Eurotunnel has been more expensive than the ferry wherever we've been. Yeah. Um, so we've got Eurotunnel, and then yeah. Bear um, in mind, also you're also just paying for a car, like just the car. So it, you're not paying for individual seats like no. you were on a plane. Yeah, that's true. So you're paying for one one bulk load, aren't you? Um, Eurostar. Yeah. Now, Eurostar is really handy and really easy. In fact, it's probably the most convenient um, because if you get the right Eurostar, you can get directly from London to Disneyland Paris without having to get off. Uh, but mm. what they also do is you can book through Eurostar and you can book a connecting trip uh, where you swap over at Lille um, and then that takes you straight there. Mm. Uh, we yeah. have just booked woo for June today um yeah it's booked so we're actually traveling on the eurostar this time because it works out cheaper than flying um which is really good also we found that um even though it's cheaper than flying we found that the flight times are really awkward and getting back to the airport from disneyland paris was going to be a bit of a struggle which we'll come on to as we go through um so we decided to get eurostar we managed to get a return eurostar from st pancras to um disneyland paris uh, with one stopover in Lille, uh, which has been a lot longer. And how long is that stopover? Uh, that stopover doesn't take, it's not long at all. We've got, I think it's a three hour journey there and a three hour journey back. So it's really not long. The stopover's yeah. going to be very, very quick. Because sometimes that's what I find. The stopover can even be at like an hour, an hour and a half. No, it's, it's not long at all, which is really, really good. So uh, that's so that's really handy. So they're, they're your three sort of options. You're driving, you're flying, and you're a star. I don't know whether I, I have think a preference. The only thing that I would want to add yeah. for beginners and people who haven't been before about the Eurostar is make sure that you check your tickets if you have got that ticket yeah. that changes over in Lille yeah. make sure that you check your tickets to make sure which station it is that you're going out of because when I did the Eurostar 
I came into Lille Europe, but my train on to Disneyland was actually from a different train station, which was about ten minute walk away. Ah, right. Oh, okay. wow. Um, and I think that does trip people up sometimes because some of them go directly from Lille Europe and some of them go from Lille Flanders. That's very good. Um, so just double check on your ticket which one it is. If it is the case that you have to change station, it really isn't a problem. Yeah. It's like a 10 minute straight walk up the road um, and it's really clearly signed. So it isn't, don't panic at all, but just double check. Just be aware of that fact. Do you know, I don't yeah. even. I don't think I even checked where mine was. Now <laughs> you say it. I'm not even, <laughs> well, I would double check. Just double check because when I did it, it was when I was going to Disneyland Paris. I had to change stations, but coming back, I didn't. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So just um, double check. I will double check that. Which is fine. I'll double check that as we go. Um, so, which would be your preferred option then? Do you think, if you're gonna, you know, you have a, have to choose one. Which one are you going for? For me, coming from here, absolutely flying is the easiest option. Yeah. Even though it's expensive. If I lived probably south of Birmingham, I probably would drive. Right. Okay. I think a lot of people worry about driving on the wrong side of the road, but it, it really is easy and it's not it's not a problem. Once you've done it for about five minutes, it's it's totally normal. So I don't think people should let that put them off. Okay, fair But enough. because I live so far north, it's just not really that convenient for us. Yep, fair enough. Susan, flying, I guess, for you, is it? Yeah, flying. If I had a big family, I would do what Katie's done doing the driving because you're just paying for one car. But for me, I prefer, dri- I prefer flying. Right, okay, fair enough. Uh, oh, dear. Um, I think it's a choice between... I think I'd choose either flying or Eurostar. I just like. The, you've, equ- you've equally like, done both, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I like the convenience of Eurostar, uh, and the thing is, as well, and this is another thing for me, I can get a direct train from Leicester to um, St Pancras, so I could get on one train in order to get onto another train, so that's really convenient for me as well. Um, so mm. I suppose from that point of view, that's quite convenient. But again, it's down to price. It's down to how long you're going for. You know, do do check that out. Do look at that and see mm. what it says. Yeah, because um, Katie, how much would it cost you to go from where you are, even just to get to St. Pancras Station? That's that's the problem for us because Eurostar do some really good deals. So you can get a really good price on that ticket. But actually, it's really quite expensive to get from Newcastle yeah. to London. Mm. Um, if you book in advance, it is possible to get a ticket for around £30 each way that's 60 pounds but it's quite unusual to get those it's usually more like 120 um and it's right. a three hour train journey so you're talking a three hour train journey to get to the eurostar wait an hour a couple of hours for your check-in <coughs> yeah, and yeah. another three hour journey it's just not that feasible when i did it i was at a conference in london yeah um so i managed to tag it on so i was there anyway i'd already got the train down to london a few days before and that was super convenient. So I think if it's easy and quick and cheap for you to get to London, I think Eurostar is a really good option. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Okay, so we've got ourselves to Paris. If we're driving, that's fairly simple. We can park a car. We can go to the parks. We can park a car in the resorts or wherever it is we're going to stay. So that's not too much of a difficulty. If we're going by Eurostar, it's taking us directly into Paris, into Disneyland Paris. The other thing option as well is to check the cost of Eurostars to go directly to Paris. You can then get a really easy metro from Paris straight to Disneyland Paris. Probably takes you about 
30-35 minutes. It's not particularly difficult to do, so you could look at that as a possible option. Um, and then the third option is flight. Now, I think flight-wise is probably the trickiest of the three, because when you get there, you've then got to get yourself to Disneyland Paris. Now, there's several different options of getting yourself to Disneyland Paris from the airport. Which ones have people kind of done in the past? Have, has anybody used the shuttle buses? Yes, I have. No, I've not. So it's probably worth you mentioning the shuttle buses because I've, I've not done that before. I've only done the shuttle bus once. It was actually on my last trip. Yeah. Um, and it was really easy. Um, it was a little bit cheaper to book it online in advance. And you did get a discount if you booked a return journey, which we didn't. We only got the bus there. We got the TGV back. Um, and we'll talk about TGV in a while. Um, the bus was super convenient. Um, it comes every kind of half an hour or so. It's really like well signposted and it's right where most of the kind of cheaper flights from the UK come into Charles de Gaulle. And is the this... bus stop is kind of at that part of the airport. And what's the name of the shuttle? Is, um, it, is it Magic Shuttle? I think it is called Magic Shuttle. I think it is. Yeah. So it's called Magic um, Shuttle. So they're yeah. big red buses. Um, so it's really like it would be so hard to miss it and um, yeah. there's a big desk where you can ask you can buy tickets then and there if you want to or you can book them online in advance yeah it was about 20 euros i think per person okay so um, and it took expensive. about 45 minutes right okay so it's fairly cheap uh yeah to do. No, it's fairly cheap okay that's I was actually really impressed because we usually get the TGV because it's so quick. Yeah. Um, but this time the the times just didn't work for us, so we got the bus. Well, this is the this is the problem, um, isn't it? Because it was going to be cheaper yeah. for two of us than getting a taxi, and actually it was super convenient. Yeah. Mm. That's fair enough. That's because uh, I heard people saying that they couldn't find it, or it's quite awkward because obviously it depends what terminal you come from, isn't it? It does, yeah. but I think a lot of the kind of cheaper flights like um fly b easyjet um air france they all come into terminal 2e i want to say yeah. 2e 2f uh, at charles yeah. de gaulle i'm too i'm usually 2d so i'm actually right yeah, next 2D. to the charles de gaulle uh which is really right really good. so along that kind of section of of the airport because it is a huge airport um but if you come into any of those kind of parts of the terminal it's it's not a very far walk, a uh, very long walk to get to where the magic shuttle bus is, and there is a yeah. big desk that is manned, and it's all kind of signed. It's got big red signs, and um, it's got Disneyland Paris written all over it. So it is quite hard to miss, I would say. Um, so just to uh, to go through the process, I'm just having a look now for Tuesday of this week. That magic shuttle, if you want to book onto that, uh, has quite a few times. Seems to leave Charles de Gaulle 2E2F roughly every 15 minutes or so. Uh, and if you're in Terminal 1, it is slightly different and slightly different in the afternoons. But there is lots of availability there for you to uh, for you to take part in and all that mm. sort of thing. So it is quite easy to do. Uh, yeah. The one thing I would add as well is make sure you print out your confirmation tickets because I didn't. I just had them on my phone, right? Um, and they wouldn't let me on the bus with that, so they sent me back to the desk Meanies. for them to print them out for me. Right. Okay. So make sure you've got that printed out and not just on your phone. It's just like a QR code, yeah. so we just assumed that it would be absolutely fine to just show it on our phones, and but they they didn't like to it. To give you an idea as well, it's twenty three euros for adults. And uh, it's 10 euros for children per trip. 
But I think if you if you book a return ticket, it's it works out at twenty right. euros each way. Oh, so it's okay. a little so bit cheaper little bit per cheaper, trip yeah. if you book a return. So you can do it that way, and that's absolutely fine. Okay, so yeah. that's a possibility. Yeah, uh, this is really good. And it's, what's really good is they don't just go to the Disneyland um, like hotels; they also go to the sister ones as well. Yes. So they go to like the Kirad, the Dream Castle, Dream Circus one as well. Yeah, they do. They go to the Disney ones first, mm. um, and then the train station, and then they go on to the sister ones. Yeah, which is really good. Okay, so that's one option, uh, but it's not always a possible option for some people, particularly if you're arriving late. So you have two other options, which are, one of them is not particularly cheap, but it's definitely convenient. Uh, and that is if you are traveling on the TGV, which is the, uh, the train. <laughs> Uh, so, who has travelled on this? I certainly have. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. 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 This is by far my, my preferred uh, way Same. of travelling. The only thing is, yeah. it can be very, very expensive. We're looking at somewhere around, um, I want to say, like 20, uh, 20, 20 something pounds per person per, mm -hmm. per journey. Somewhere yeah, around there. it does only take nine minutes though. Yeah, oh, it is. So, it's literally so a nine minute. You, you, you're at the point where you, you don't even bother sitting down, to be honest. It's that quick. So that's a possibility that you have and you can do that. Um, that's really, really handy. You can uh, book it through. I usually go to raileurope.com. I find that's a really useful way of doing it. And that works really, really well. Uh, so that's, that's an option that you do have. And that's really quick, super quick. Uh, yeah. I think the biggest expensive. problem with the TGV is sometimes the timings just do not work. No, yeah. um, I know that we've had it quite a few times where when we've landed, there's been a train in about 20 minutes yeah. after our plane has landed, and we have caught that train by running. Yeah. Um, and like I was saying, those flights usually land in that particular part of the airport. Yes. That is quite a long walk from the train station. Yes, yeah, so you have that issue. Um, so if you are in a hurry for that train and you have to run, that is quite an See, exhausting See, I don't have that issue because we're quite close. The issue I have is the flight that I would normally catch on a Friday, you should land with 25 minutes spare to get to the last train of the day in order to travel. The problem yeah, is I think, yeah. EasyJet's timekeeping is so poor. In the 10 or 12 times I've taken that flight, I've caught the train once. Yeah, because I think me... Is that the flight that me and you were on? Adam, we yes, yeah, 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 we ended up missing that. Yeah. So I think that's the problem with the TGV, and that is the dilemma that I always have because I prefer to book my tickets online in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm but saying. actually, if you miss that train, you've ended up spending an absolute um, fortune, and then you have yeah, the you issue, end up spending an absolute fortune. You then have two. Other but if you routes. don't buy it in advance, you have to pay, like queue up to buy exactly. a ticket, which obviously takes more time. You then have two other so, options. If you've missed that train and there's no other to get, you can get an Uber. I've done an Uber a few times. An Uber is about mm -hmm. 30 something pounds one way, um, something around that region. Uh, really quick and easy. You know, it's really simple to do. Uh, will take you about 30, 35 minutes. Um, and that's not too bad. The other option you have is getting on the good old RER. And the RER is great because it's not particularly expensive. It's about. I want to say about 16 euros for the trip. The only problem is it does not have a direct route. So you have to travel 
into Paris in order to travel out of Paris. And if you're watching on YouTube, I've just put an example up. That if you were to catch a train this evening at 9.32, let's say just landed in Paris, uh, it's going to take you an hour and 35 minutes because you have to travel all the way into Paris on line B in order to travel all the way out of Paris on line A. Um, so sadly, they've not added any sort of connection that's much, much quicker uh, than that. So uh, that's slow. Has anybody been in that situation where they've had to catch the metro? No. Yeah, I've done the RER. <laughs> um, uh, and it's, it's not that much fun late at night. No. Um, just because it does take quite a while because you have to go into Paris and change. The actual change itself isn't a problem. Um, and it is quite obvious kind of where you need to go. But it, when you're tired and it's dark yep. it's not the most fun and it's um one of the very first trips i took on the when i flew uh and of course easyjet being easyjet were late and i was supposed to catch my train which i'd booked and i'd missed it and i arrived in paris in disneyland in in the airport thinking i actually don't know what i'm gonna do now how do i get to the how do i get to where i need to get to and i was like what do i what do i do so i had to ring home and i was like what can you look at metro tell me what i need to do so i ended up getting the metro because we were really delayed and i was meeting somebody at the hotel who i was sharing a room with and i had all the booking confirmation and everything and i didn't arrive till like 1am and this poor person had been sat in the bar since like seven o'clock <laughs> waiting for me to arrive oh, no. uh, i know so um so RER is an absolute, for me, an absolute last resort. If I can't do anything else, I'll take that hour and 35 journey, but it, it really is a ball ache. Well, I've got a question as well, because mm. this happened when I was, because um, I went, I did, last trip I did, I did an Uber. Obviously, you have to go to the front of the uh, sort of airport. Yeah. What, has anyone actually taken the taxi people that you see that obviously no. like, taxi, taxi? Don't touch them, don't touch them with the barge pole. Don't touch them. Do not yeah, touch them with the barge pole. They will cost you an absolute arm and a leg. Uh, they will rip you off. So do not. It's good to know. Do not touch them. No. They come and see you saying taxi, taxi, but you no, know, don't touch them. They will, it will cost you a fortune. They will take you the long way around and they're not reliable. And yeah, you, you'll get absolutely ripped off. Uh, the other thing we've done in the past as well is we uh, were stood in the queue for passport control at the Charles de Gaulle airport and there was a group of people in front of us who were also supposed to get the train and they were all panicking about know, how are we going to get to Disneyland Paris now what are we going to do what are we going to do we we have no idea who they are we clubbed together with them and got an Uber between us so it might be worth putting something on a Disneyland Paris forum on Facebook or something like that so if anybody's sharing it then you can always share an Uber with somebody like that as well uh, might be a possibility. Mm. Uh, one other thing, just to mention to you, and this is a nice little trick: if you are heading out to Disneyland Paris and you're getting the, and this is some, this is what we're going to do when we next go uh, for the June trip, we will drive to Edgware. We will park the car in the commuter car park of Edgware on the Thursday when we leave, and when we return on the Sunday, Edgware car park have free parking Sunday. Which means all of the barriers are up. So you can drive straight out of Edgeware Car Park on a Sunday and it doesn't cost you a penny. There's a little tip for you. Uh, because, Mickey. because all the barriers and everything are up. Uh, so that's what we're going to do this time. Uh, just so you're aware that how that works. Um, okay, so we've we've travelled there. We've got ourselves to the resort. That's the next thing we've done. So the next question that kind of was uh, Simon was asking was to do with um, places to stay. So, um, 
what's pick now I think we differ in opinion with regards to this um Susan mm -hmm. where would you suggest staying well now I'm an AP I'm staying on site but I would normally kind of go off site especially in the sister hotels right for me okay fair enough Catherine you're a Disney <laughs> I am called Katie. Okay, well, I just call you Catherine again. What is going on? Why are you calling me Catherine? I don't know. This is I weird. I feel like I've done something anyway, wrong. Katie, you're Disney. Um, you're Disney uh, through and through, aren't you? Um, a bit of a mix because obviously I am an annual pass holder. Yeah. So I think since I've been an annual pass holder, I've increasingly stayed off-site actually because oh. the hotels are a lot cheaper off-site, and if your ticket's already paid for. I think if you're talking about a beginner, I would probably recommend staying on site and booking one of the packages that includes tickets just because I think it's easier and you can get some really good deals. Yeah. Um, I've done that, like before I had an annual pass, that was always my preferred option would be to book a package that included tickets. Um, so I think it does depend on circumstances. I think there's some really, really good off-site hotels um, depending on what your budget is. Yeah. Um, my preference would always be to stay on site because I like to stay within the Disney bubble. Um, mm. But there are some really, really good hotels off site that are super easy to get into the parks. And if you've already got your tickets separately, I wouldn't reel them out. Well, in the 41 times I've been to Disneyland Paris, I reckon I've stayed in a Disney hotel five times. I reckon <laughs> it must be. I just, I can't justify the cost for me how expensive it is compared to what i can get off site that actually is, is closer so it's up to you if you want the full disney experience and you want these first time to be in a disney resort and you want to stay in in a disney resort then absolutely brilliant go for it you know um stay in one it will cost you a lot of money you know there's no denying that but it'll be worth doing it if you want to Personally, there are deals to be had though if you shop there around. There are deals to be had if you shop around, but none of those deals are ever going to be staying off site. So, my absolute go to usually, and it's cheapest chips, you know, is the Ibis budget, which is uh, right next to the RER station, which is one stop down in uh, Marnla Valley. And uh, it was Montevoin, I think it's known as uh, the hotel. It costs like £30 a night. And uh, I can get a good night's sleep. The beds are comfy enough. I don't spend long in the room anyway because I'm always out of the parks. And I reckon it's quicker to get on the metro one stop into my hotel room than it is to walk from the Disney parks to places like Newport Bay, Sequoia Lodge, Cheyenne, all those sort of things. Um, and it's actually probably quicker to do that than it is to get a bus as well. Um, I have stayed in the kind of the good neighbor resort hotels so i've stayed in the kiriad i've stayed in the explorers the magic yeah. circus all those yeah and they are really really great hotels my only reservation for that is if you're going in peak season be aware that those buses get absolutely yeah. rammed really yeah rammed. they are crazy um, and if you've got children in push chairs it's it's hell I have before now been known to get myself a taxi just so I don't fight through. Oh, crowds. yeah, I'll give our part. Um, and that's only like five euros. Yeah, and it's not particularly expensive, but um, you will find that those good neighbor hotels are still cheaper than the Disney hotels. But, you know, I can stay mm. in an Ibis budget. Yes, it's basic. Yes, it's not. You know, it doesn't come with breakfast or anything like that. But it's dirt cheap for me to stay in. And I will do yeah. that again and again when we go in June. And I'm staying there again in June because it's dirt cheap. Um, mm. And it's really, really easy to do. Mm. I think the pool. 
for people to obviously stay on site is yeah. the early magic hour. But right. if you, as you are an annual pass holder, and other people these aren't, you don't get that pull because you get it anyway. But yes, you do get extra magic hour now. Extra magic hour at this moment in time is a little bit of a mess. And to be honest, <laughs> we're not entirely certain whether ma extra magic hour is really worth it at the moment um, because of the, the the attractions that were open. Now it has improved slightly. Um, I I wouldn't say if you're staying for a few days. Uh, if you're <coughs> staying for if let's say you're doing three days in the Disney parks, I wouldn't say that extra magic hour is essential. Do we disagree with that? I'm a big fan of extra magic hours, yeah. although I agree that they are not what they used to be. Um, I think I'm, I'm maybe a bit mixed about that because I am one who will always utilise that if I can. Yeah. Get the yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Even yeah. the slightly rubbish new version, yeah. Yeah, yeah I get that. Um, I, I think I'd rather take breaks later on. Like, yeah. you have that picture of no one in front of that castle. Like, it's just the best. I do. Well, I, I would say, though, I think a lot of people who've got kids maybe struggle to get up for magic hours anyway. Yeah. Um, and maybe struggle to get into the park that early. So yeah. for them... Don't have breakfast. Yeah, exactly. I do, I do so understand for them, that. maybe it isn't I do that, get that. worth it. Um, and I do understand what you're saying with that. I just... I just... If, if we're looking at someone who really wants to get the best out of their trip, I, I'm not sure whether or not it's it's essential um because of the amount of money that you will actually save by doing it in other ways i don't know uh but i'm i'm you see it's, it's funny because if i go to disney world absolutely need to stay on site if i go to disneyland paris absolutely do not need to stay on site i think a lot um, of people kind of go to those kind of good neighbor partner hotels like the Carriad and yeah. the magic circus and the doom castle um because of the free shuttle bus and all that kind of stuff yeah i think my bit of advice would be don't discount the Valde Europe no, um, hotels because there, there's a lot got... of them. If you stay near the train station, it's so much more convenient than that shuttle bus. Yeah. And yes, you'll need to pay, but it's very, very cheap. And it is very easy. It takes literally two minutes on you the train. Like, the and the train like, like, runs really late at night, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes Yeah, it does. And it's so much more chilled out than those shuttle um, buses. Like, I've stayed in quite a few Valde Europe hotels and good neighbour ones and on site. And got Hotel Elise around there. My off-site preference would always be Valde Europe. Hotel Elise, Residome, uh, Ibis. The Relais Bar is my personal favourite. It is a little bit all, more expensive, but, but it those, is a very nice hotel. All of those are within walking distance of the uh, of the metro. And yeah. It's really, really easy to get to. So it's don't automatically think just because you're going to Disneyland Paris, you have to stay in a Disney hotel. There are options and you can do it really, really easy. And it is literally one stop on the metro from Valde Europe to Disneyland Paris and it's Marne La Vallée as they call it uh, and you can't go wrong because as long as you're going in the right direction it, the trains stop at Marne La Vallée you can't go any further than that so um, it's it's well worth looking at so, so Disney hotels you know if you want that experience that's great absolutely fine no problems whatsoever but you can get it much 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 cheaper if you go in other places um, that tickets. said if you want to splash the cash go for the Disneyland hotel yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it yeah, is of course yeah. <laughs> um, where to stay tickets was yeah. the next one um so tickets so obviously what? we're all annual pass holders so I'm i think not. we're all probably going to be <laughs> kind of advocates of the annual pass yeah um and i think my thoughts on annual pass is if you're going to spend more than four days in the parks it's probably worth considering getting an annual yeah, pass yeah i think so yeah definitely um, if or... this is going to be your only trip in a year then i would probably look at an on-site package that includes 
or includes tickets. it might be worth getting an annual pass for one person and that person can then yes. get access to uh, yep. cheaper day tickets. So uh, yeah. you can get access to 39 euros a day tickets. So uh, you mm -hmm. see, so for June, my annual pass has run out now. I don't have one. And I currently don't have any tickets. Uh, but I do have some very lovely friends who do have annual passes who uh, might be able to get me some nice cheap tickets <laughs> for when I go Oh, would that be us? Yeah. Oh, it might be. Oh, uh, uh, anyway. Is, is it you telling us that? <laughs> this, this is me very kindly asking you, can I have some of your 39 euro on, tickets, on, please? On we'll see well. you later. <laughs> we don't arrive till the Friday, though. Thurs so oh, do you know? I'm, I'm that, well, we arrive on the Thursday, but I don't think we're going to the park until the Friday anyway. So. Right, okay. So That's it's all good. Fine. We'll sort yeah. We'll sort it. It's all good. Anyway, uh, we're now discussing our own social agenda on the show. Where is this? All right. It's a bit weird. So, anyway. Um, We've got tickets-wise, uh, tickets are much of a muchness. It doesn't matter where you get them from, to be honest. They're pretty much mm. the same price. If you go through Disney, they're fairly similar to if you go through any of the kind of third-party mm. ticketing companies. Disney are very sort of strict on, on those. But do be aware, and this is very, very important to, to remember, that Disney do have different uh, ticketing prices dependent on when it is that you're going. Mm -hmm. so they've now started to structure their tickets by <clears throat> season which is um was it how long have we been doing it now two years maybe three years yeah something like that yeah so, yeah. so that's something to take into consideration particularly if you are um able to go at any point uh, during the year and i know simon's asked specifically for the summer which means he is going to end up paying a small fortune but uh, if you go at different times during the year, you will find that the tickets can be at a different price. Uh, and it's really, really worth looking at that and, and considering that. Um, Disney do do one-day tickets. They do multi-day tickets. They also do shuttle and dated tickets as well. Uh, so they do lots and lots of different ones um, which you can look at. And they do vary in price fairly, fairly... Well, the cheapest is... I can't remember now. I'm trying to remember what it is for the cheapest. Uh, they do like a mini ticket, don't they? They call yeah, it a mini that's ticket right. so that's two park, one day. The mm -hmm. cheapest now is from £132 for two days for, for adults. Um, and then it can go up to £199 for a four day. Uh, um, so mm. it can become quite expensive. Yeah. And I think that's when it starts to become worth it to look at an annual pass. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is definitely. I think the the uh, websites I've I've been on because I've only just recently come an annual pass. So beforehand, I usually go on Attractions Tickets Direct or Florida Ticks. I think in Florida Ticks do Paris they as well. They have done them as well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are my two main ones. I usually go on right, um, okay. to have a little look and see what the deal. Because no, they don't really do deals, but they do obviously the packages with like one one day, two parks, yeah. two days, two for that. Yeah. So they do make a difference to anyone you go in and what you're looking for. Um, yeah. So. Tickets wise, yeah, you can't really go too wrong to be honest. Wherever you go from, uh, they're all pretty much the same price. But I would look at what it would cost you on the Disneyland Paris website and then go searching from there. If you find something a little bit cheaper, great. If you don't, you don't. Um, so they're sort of tickets, really. Is it more hmm. pricier on the gate? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes, 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 yes. A lot more expensive on the gate. Right. Like, Do it like, online, folks. Like stupidly. Oh. Um. I'm trying to think what the actual difference is. I think, is it, do I want to say about 90 euros a day? 
No. If you buy it on the Is box. it as much as that? I it thought was, it was about 70. It, was, it might be 70. Yeah. I can't, I, what I do remember looking at is thinking, this is ridiculous. How expensive is this? Uh, it is yeah. very expensive for a one-day ticket to buy on the gate. Yes. And you've got a queue for it. Whereas if you buy it in advance, you're either going to have an actual ticket, which is the better option, or you're yeah. going to have a voucher, which you have to go and exchange for a proper ticket, which a lot of the online sellers do that, and that's not as convenient because no. you are going to have to go and queue to swap mm. it for a real ticket. I've also got a question. Yeah. So if we're annual passes and we're going to get your ticket then as a, to regard the gate, yeah. would we have to line up with all the rest of them in that yeah. gate, in that line, or is there a different gate? No, you would have to line up in that line. Right. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you wouldn't to see me stranded outside the park though, all on my own, would you? Actually, don't answer that. <laughs> uh, don't answer that question. Uh, so yeah, there's the mini, the magic, and the super magic of the three seasons. So if you go mini, it's from forty-seven pounds for adults, and super magic is seventy pounds per adult. So there's a massive difference in price between the two. That's for a one-day, one-part ticket. Uh, and obviously, depending on when you go, depends on how expensive it is. So uh, to give you an idea, over the Easter weekend, it's a super magic. But then for the rest of the Easter week, it goes down to a magic. And it's the magic for the rest of April. Uh, and if you want to know where all of these are, you can actually go to the Disneyland Paris website. And on the Disneyland Paris website, you will be able to see uh, all of the different options you get. You can click through the calendar if you go to tickets. And if you're looking at this on YouTube, you'll be able to see this now. Uh, if I go through them and show you, uh, you can actually see the different colours. So we're looking at a magic for the whole of April. And then the first week and a bit of May is still magic. Then we've got the 10th, 11th and 12th of May. That is a super magic. I'm not quite sure what those three days are. There's something going on. Uh, and then it's the weekdays of the 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th and 18th of May actually drops down to a mini and then it changes as you go through. So it can be reasonable. Oh, it's Francis Bank Holiday. Francis Bank Holiday. That'd be why then. So uh, actually the 31st of May... The date I arrive for fan days is actually a mini ticket price. And it's also mini on Friday the 1st. And it's the 2nd and 3rd. It actually goes up to a magic. That's interesting. Uh, so on the days that we're going, it doesn't look like Disney, uh, Disneyland Paris are actually increasing the price. Which is very interesting indeed. Uh, okay, so park info was the other thing he wanted. Um, so it's kind of... Uh, I suppose there's a lot we could talk about. Restaurants in particular. Uh, let's just quickly go some restaurants in, in the parks and the sort of restaurants that might be be useful to someone going. So what what are you go-to restaurants in, in the Disneyland Park to start off with? Should we go Council Service first? Yeah, then. let's go Council Service to start off with. So I have a handful of go-to yeah. kind of Council Service restaurants that are the ones that I always recommend to people because they're the ones that I've found have the nicest stuff that yeah. I like. So I really like Chalet or Marionette. Right. Um, they do a curry verse in there. I think I've spoken about this before. Um, which is really good. It's basically a hot dog, but it comes in a pretzel bun with a kind of curry verse sauce on it. You get loads of chips with it. Yeah. And it's about 13 euros, 14 euros, something like that. And it's yeah. it's a big meal. Um, so that is a favourite for me. I also love the Croque Monsieur from Market House Deli, which is on Main Street. Um, that's a really good um, lunch, and if you're not that hungry, it is big enough to share. Mm. 
Um, I also really like the pizzas from Bellinotte, and they serve the same pizzas in Colonel Hattie's. Um, and again, those are big enough to share for lunch for two adults if you're not absolutely starving. Um, and Casey's. I usually have a, at least one Casey's. Okay, fair enough. I've got three completely different ones to you. Uh, I'm going Cafe Hyperion just because of the Star Wars link uh, and all the Star Wars food in there, including the Yoda cupcake are amazing. Uh, Fuento de Oro for me is a really yes, good I do like service. That. There's some really good Mexican food in there. And for the atmosphere and the entertainment and the food as well, uh, Cowboy Cookout Barbecue for me is a, another go-to that I, I will quite regularly visit, uh, which is really, really nice. Is there any you've, we've not mentioned mm. for you, um, Susan? Um, I like the Kuna Matata. Yeah, I like Kuna Matata. Those... The little, just interesting things there. If, you're, if you don't fancy just your average burgers and chips. Yeah. They do sort of something different there, which is really nice. It's a bit... So, yeah. Yeah, they're not too bad. Uh, although they're a little bit... Um, they're a little bit on and off as to when they're open quite often, I find, the Kuna Matata. Yeah. Uh, not so much now, but it used to be awful. Uh, if we get... I think that was the case with Fenta de Laro for quite a long yeah, time. A long they've time. been a lot better since they've been doing all the cocoa stuff. quite a lot now, isn't it? Um, and is the cookout... Is the barbecue cookout... That's not it. Got, that's gone at the moment, isn't it? I don't believe so. I believe it's still open at the moment. Yeah, we went on our last trip. Cowboy Cookout. Let me have a look online. Yeah, it's uh, it's it closed at the moment. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Ooh. That is good if you time it right and yeah, you get right. the band playing. Is it? Uh, is it even worth mentioning counter service in the studios? I never do counter service in the no. studios because I don't think there's any that are good enough. We got two really. No. You've got the the counter service locations in studio one and then you've got blockbuster cafe but neither of them really anything to write home about if i'm honest yeah uh so it's not really worth it what about i wouldn't i would go into the other park or into the village yeah, into i wouldn't village. have a counter service. well that's that was going to be my next sort of suggestion is uh places to eat in the village and i know we've talked about a few places in the village that are really worth going to uh has anybody got anything kind of that they would say is worth a trip in the village Counter service style wise, Earl of Sandwich is an absolute must do yes. for me. Yeah, I, you know, um, I love Earl of the Sandwich. The past two times I've done Earl of Sandwich, I've been really disappointed. Oh, really? Yeah. I've come out not with, with you know, being less interesting than it was. Five Guys, if you fancy a Five Guys, Five Guys is great. I've not done Five Guys in Disneyland Paris yet. I will hold my hands up, but I love Five Guys. Um, the only <laughs> thing about Five Guys at Disneyland Paris. You can't get free refills on your drinks like oh, you do here because rubbish. they're not allowed to do that in France. Are they not? That's no, it's about because they've got a kind of crack down on people drinking sugary drinks. Uh, okay. So where in the oh. UK you buy a drink and you can go back to the machine as many times as you want, in the one in Disneyland Paris you can't. can't do that. And um, I fell foul of that. For me, Vapiano's wins. Vapiano's is 100% Ooh. the best. For, for counter yeah. service, the food is amazing. Because they cook um, it all fresh. It's right cooked fresh in front of you. The food's really good. It's, it's well worth eating. Uh, and it's just, yeah, really, really good, enjoyable mm. food. So um, I would say Vapiano's. You've yeah. got the New York-style sandwiches, which I'm amazed still exists, to be honest, um, because of Earl of Sandwich being there. But it just seems to be uh, going on. And you've got McDonald's out there as well. If all else fails, you know, and you've got some really fussy kids and they don't know what to eat, McDonald's will win every single time. It's more expensive than <laughs> it is in England. But the food's... You know, it's McDonald's, isn't it, at the end of the day? Uh, it's not horrendous, but uh, it's also not like the best food you have in the world. The other thing to mention as well, and this is something we have done in the past. Um, if you go to the kind of newsagent shop in the train station, 
and I forget the name of what it is now, but it's right it's by... It's called yeah, the Relay Shop. The Relay Shop, that's it. It's oh, yeah. They relay. have some fantastic sandwiches in there, and I've had, like, a really nice chicken Caesar salad that I've taken into the park with me before now. We went last summer, and it was really hot, and I didn't want anything hot, and I took one of these salads in, sat on the edge of the um, of Main Street eating it while waiting for the parade. Um, and they are considerably cheaper than anything else you will find in the I area. often buy bottles of water and things like that from that shop as bottles well because they're water, much cheaper than they coke, are in the park. Those sort of things. Mm-hmm. The other thing you can do as well, and I've done this in the past, I sound like such a cheapskate. Um, if you're staying in Val d'Europe and you're not in a rush to get into the parks in a particular day, head into Val d'Europe. They have a massive supermarket called the Yosha and it's got cakes and sandwiches and drinks and crisps and it's like an attraction all by itself. Um, it's a great supermarket. It's, it's huge. It's but there's it's, some really it's, good um, places to eat in Val d'Europe as well. Yes, they've got is, quite a good is. selection of restaurants and yeah, they've got some fast food places, places. There as well. You've got uh, loads of stuff in there. So they're kind of some of the ones. Um, let's just kind of nip over to table service, uh, just in case anybody wants a bit of a sit-down menu or sit-down meal or something like that. Has anybody got anything sit-down table service-wise for um, Disneyland Park? Well, I know John would obviously recommend. The, where did he go yet last time? Um, is it Auberge? Is it all the Auberge? I keep saying Auberge de Saint-Germain, which is like yeah. If John you want, obviously recommend that. If you want to basically play with blood, do go there. Uh, it's so <laughs> expensive. Like you need to mortgage. It's house. very expensive. Uh, it is a kind of uh, dining though, um, and you get all of your princesses there. You've also got Plaza Gardens. Which, I really um, like Plaza Gardens. I actually, I actually really enjoyed my Plaza Gardens breakfast the last time I went. Um, we went in early, had breakfast with the characters. And the good thing about it is, again, it wasn't cheap. Not in a long shot. I think we paid like £60 for two of us for breakfast or something like that. But, it, it, do you know, for me, it felt like I was in Disney World a little bit. Which is because yeah. you felt like it feels a little bit Crystal Palace, but um, that was that was really good. Silver Spur Steakhouse, I've eaten in a few times. They used to do. I keep talking about this. They did something called the Pony Express, which was a really good guarantee to be in and out in forty-five minutes thing. And they started doing, it and it was really good. And then they stopped. I don't know. Uh, Waltz again, really nice, very expensive. Oh, yes, uh, get yourself a table. Yeah, that's one of my picks. Get yourself Definitely. a table by the window just before mm. the parade. You can watch the parade go past while you're having dinner. And make sure you explore all of the different rooms because obviously you'll be sat in one of the rooms but make sure before you leave you have a little wander around all of them because there's some really interesting things to see in there. And then going over to the studios really you've only got one option which is Bistro Bistro Chez Remy um, which again if you've not eaten in there it's again it's not cheap but it's well worth eating in if you get the opportunity to it's really good. Mm. Um, yeah. Has anyone tried the new Captain Jack's restaurant? Because obviously that used to be. Um, no, I've I've heard. I've not tried things. it since it's been Captain yeah. Jack's. I did go to it when it was Blue Lagoon and was Lagoon, highly unimpressed. Yeah, I was the same. So I've not been back since. Uh, I haven't regards, tried since it's changed. With regards to to eating in the uh, in the village, uh, Annette's diner is, is inoffensive. Um, Cafe Mickey, I know they brought the characters back again, haven't they now? So it's Italian food mm-hmm. with characters. Uh, King Ludwig's. I've never eaten in King Ludwig's, you know. I've, I've I, it's really nice. This was a discovery for me on my last trip. It was the first time I'd ever eaten there, and I had an excellent meal in there. Yeah. Um, and with my annual pass discount, it wasn't that ex- I mean, it was Disney, so yeah, it was expensive. Yeah, 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 course, yeah. But it wasn't that expensive for what I had, and it was really good. I really enjoyed yeah. it. So we've got that. Uh, Planet Hollywood is 
this planet horrible. Uh, it's not great. Rainforest Cafe is quite a nice experience. Uh, but again, the food is not outstanding, but it's okay. Uh, I think for families, Rainforest Cafe is a good one. Yes, it is. Um, just because of, obviously, all the theming. And if you want something a little bit different, you can also try Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, which is great. Such a good show and such a good evening out. Again, it's really, yeah. really expensive to get into, but it's really good. Uh, and the last one is the steakhouse. I've never eaten in the steakhouse. I've never eaten at this one. No, no, I haven't either. I don't know if anybody's eaten the steakhouse. I can't work out why it's still open. I've only heard good things about it, though. I've read really good reviews online, um, and I've heard good things from friends who've been. Yeah, apparently it's very, very good, but uh, but I've not eaten in any of those. Um, Have you mentioned any hotel restaurants? No, we haven't. So I was just about to come down to your hotel restaurants. Are there next things on my list? Um, So we've got... Where would you say in the hotel that is there any there that really stands out to you as, as really being worth eating in? Inventions. See, oh, only, yes. how did I know you and were I, going to Disneyland? I say okay. that slightly hesitantly because the last couple of times that I've been to Inventions, it hasn't been quite, quite up to scratch. But if you get Inventions on a good day, yep. it is an amazing experience. It's very expensive, and I'm talking specifically about the brunch. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you can do lunch or dinner there on a normal day, but the the actual kind of special themed brunches. Yeah are brilliant for character lovers um we have had a couple of issues the last couple of times that we've been where the characters not all of the characters have made it around every table and i think for the price that you're paying that's really bad yeah um but if you get inventions on a good day and you get to see all the characters it is worth the money and it is a really good experience yeah definitely um yeah i want to i want to say uh, put one out there for california grill uh california grill is stunning uh but <laughs> It's also possibly the most expensive meal I have ever had, ever, <laughs> anywhere. Uh, it's not cheap. It's got a very strict dress code. Uh, the food was phenomenal. Uh, the evening was phenomenal. The price was not. Well, it actually was <laughs> phenomenal. That's the problem. Um, but uh, it is, you know, it is really, the food was absolutely amazing. To give you an idea for those people who are, who are looking at this on YouTube, uh, to give you an idea for uh, the prices of the restaurant's food uh, for California Grill. Uh, to start with, you're looking at Chardonnay and four spiced duck foie gras, mango sweet and sour sauce, and a homemade brioche. That's 30 euros. Um, lobster I can't even tempura. imagine what that looks like. I know. Lobster, uh, we've got crusted crab cape, avocado, and red onion salsa with a pepper aioli. That's 35 uh, euros. Uh, if we're looking at pan-fried turbot with a risotto and some vegetables, it's 56 euros. That's for a start, for a main. European lobster with mac and cheese gratin, lobster broth and summer vegetables, 66 euros. Uh, there is a special tasting menu, though, isn't there? There well, is a special This is still really menu. expensive, yeah, but there's a tasting menu that's about 99 euros, yeah, I want to like say. Yeah, you've got like a lemon cheesecake for 28 euros. Oh. You know, it's... Uh, <gasps> it's it is yeah, crazy. it's expensive. So you've got the starter main course and dessert. Yeah, it's a Tinkerbell menu, which is 90 euros. And you can include wine for 115 euros. Um, so there is a taste menu, and there's a premium menu for premium voucher holders only. Uh, you know, it, it, so that makes inventions look like a steal. Yeah, like, what does. 75 euros, something well, like that, for a brunch. The kids' court, the kids' menu is only 36 euros, and it's just like, and one of so basically, this is the kids' menu. This is always makes me laugh. The kids' menu is. Um, a garden of veg- baby vegetables with fromage blanc dressing, uh, corkscrew pasta, 
with tomato sauce or an assorted seasonal fruits. Or they can have vegetables with tomato soup and mini grilled ch cheddar cheese sandwich. Um, and that's and a, a choice of dessert. And that's uh, that's 36 euros. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's crazy because the the price of like a three course meal for two of us there, I could pretty much book another trip. Yeah, yeah. For uh, that tasting and menu that just makes it not worth. One hundred and thirty euros for the tasting menu, just to give you an idea. Um, it is crazily expensive. Just how expensive all of that stuff is. Um, so, um, you know, I think I spent a couple of hundred pounds on a meal there when I did it. That was a long time ago. Uh, right, so there's menu choices. I don't think there's anything else, is there? Uh, Standout-wise from resorts? I think the rest of the resort um, restaurants are kind of fairly standard. I remember having a really good buffet fare. at the Cheyenne. I don't know if that was just by pure chance, but the buffet was really I good. I know uh, Newport Bay's got a... Um... As in, they got a fish restaurant. They've got the Yacht Club, yeah, but it's uh, again that's that's really expensive as well. But the Yacht Club is open at Newport Bay, yeah. Uh, having never eaten in there, I don't, I can't really recommend it because I don't really know. Um, to be honest with you, but, I think there's better options. To be honest, yeah, I think there probably is, and that it's it's not particularly cheap in there either. It's not as expensive, mm. but it's not particularly cheap. Uh, so that's another possibility that you've got there. Uh, right, so what else do we need to pass on? Um, must-do attractions, I would think, is probably quite a good one just to to nip into. So uh, bear in mind what is currently open and what is going to be open come the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you suggest as must-do must attractions in Disneyland Park? Big Thunder Mountain all definitely. day long. Yeah, Big Thunder uh, Mountain. Definitely. And if all of the uh, four of the effects are working, you'll be uh, luckier than <laughs> Still not. Still I think not my, I think the best tip for Big Thunder Mountain is to go and fast pass it as early in the day as you can. Mm. Yeah. Because um, the keys are still getting really, really yeah. big for that ride. Because we yeah. missed it when it was closed for a year. Um, so I think best advice is to go as soon as you can pretty much as soon as you get into the park go yeah. sort yourself out with a fast pass for later in the day and then at least you know you're going to get to ride it yeah, without right. spending an hour hour and a half in a queue yep fair enough uh, yeah. i'm going to go buzz Lightyear just because it's a yes. classic so you've got to do buzz Lightyear while you're there without a shadow of a doubt hyperspace mountains another one yeah. while you're Especially in that it's like neck of the wood. different compared to the rest of the ones in america yeah hyperspace mountains really good star tours uh, the new Star Tours is fantastic. So uh, that's in that sort of area as well, if you've not done that before. Uh, it's well worth mm -hmm. doing. Pirates. Yeah, Pirates was going to be my next yes, on the list. Yes, definitely Pirates. Definitely Pirates. Um, um, for me as well, I really like the um, Fantasyland rides that are right at the back of Fantasyland. So Casey Jr. Yeah, and Storybook the kind of Storybook Canal ride. Yeah. I think they're really cute rides. Yeah. Um, and obviously they're not... Those rides aren't in Disney World, so... People may not have ridden them before. And of course, um, normally on my list would be Phantom Manor, but uh, that's not yeah. close for a good yeah, it's going while. Down. So, uh, so that's that's down at the moment. So that won't be worth uh, worth doing, sadly. Uh, let's head over to the studios then. Uh, of course, everyone Armageddon. Yeah. Absolutely well, not. If that's going to be open. Uh, well, it's still open at the moment. No, don't go anywhere near Armageddon. It's not worth it. Uh, if you don't mind being thrown around and spun around in circles for a long period of time, then Crush's Coasters for you. 
makes Crush me feel great. sick. Makes me feel so sick. Uh, it's great, but it, I, it's a unique yeah, I one. Awful. So yeah, it's, it is definitely a unique one. It's just well thin. Um, uh, you've got Ratatouille, absolute must. Absolute yeah. must. Single rider line yeah, for if that. Yeah, uh, I I'm going to stick my neck out and say RC Racer. I really, I like, really love yeah, that ride. I love it. It's great. It's like basically and uh, the parachute drop. I think those two RC Racer and the parachute, parachute drop are both well. really great rides. Yes. Yeah, definitely parachute drop's really good fun as well. Um, parachute drop is scarier than Tower of Terror. No, it's not. It is. Never. Uh, you've 100% got Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which you've just mentioned, which is well worth doing as well. Obviously, yeah. 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 And, then, and Mickey and the Magician. And Mickey, oh. well, I was just about to go on to it. Back a, on now. About to go on to sort of entertainment offering. So Mickey and the Magician, absolutely, you have to go and see. Without a shadow of a doubt, you must drop everything and run. And you must see 100%. Now... Uh, I would also say, if we're talking about summer here for Simon, um, the new Marvel stunt show will be open by that point. Um, so that's an absolute must, I think, because I think it's <clears> going to be spectacular. From what we now know of it and what we've heard of it, then it, it's an absolute must that you, you go and see that as well. Uh, Motors Action stunt show is good. If you've never seen it before, it's worth seeing. If you have seen it before, you kind of know what it's about. It hasn't really changed at all, to be honest. Um, no, that's not worth really seeing. Uh, and yeah. then we've got. It is worth seeing if you've never seen yeah, it, like you said. If you've never seen that show before. It's great. It's great. Mm. And then yeah. we've got. What about things... the uh, shows in the park? Well, what the, I was about to say we've got the Illuminations show in the evening, which mm -hmm. is really good. Again, if you've seen Dreams, um, as Gwen calls it, fake dreams. She won't call it Disney <laughs> Illuminations. She just calls it fake <laughs> dreams. Are we watching fake dreams tonight? Yes, we are watching. I fake think dreams. if you've never been to Disneyland Paris before, you have to see it. You'll absolutely. love Illuminations, and absolutely. you'll think it's absolutely amazing. I agree and if 100%. you've been before and you've seen Dreams, yeah. you may go away feeling a little bit disappointed. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you one hundred percent. We haven't mentioned the parade. I well, think the parade is coming next. Definitely the parade is spectacular. Any spots? Is there any good hint or tip spots for, for um, you've never been before? I will quite often. Go? I find sitting in, if you don't want to queue with the hordes in uh, Main Street where everyone goes, I find that sitting round by um, Fantasyland is a really good place. Mm -hmm. Sort of by Bella Nocte. Is a good, yes, is a place. around there. Yes, is a, there's a really good place to wait there where there's some walls that mark the entrance yes. into Fantasyland. Yeah, and if you can position yourself next right to opposite. one of those walls, yeah. you can sit on the floor and you've got somewhere to rest your back. Yes, it's a yeah, bit it's, more well worth, it's worth seeing. You get you get a view there of the parade floats coming towards you and then turning as well, so you get to see a really good view. I of think if you're a photographer, though, and you want to get some really, really good photographs of the parade, yeah. the best place to sit is on the hub um, facing the castle. Yes. Because then you'll see the um, parade as it comes round in front of the castle, and you'll be able to get some great shots yeah, of the float right in front of the castle. You will find. With the castle as the backdrop. You'll find that there's usually uh, more space for longer round by Fantasyland. If you do want those photos, it's the perfect place to sit yeah. the only thing you find is you are going to need to be there early to get a really good really good view of, of what it is that you're you're trying to do so uh, so yeah and it's that, worth yeah the, one of the um places i see it because i and you can get there like i could say 10 minutes 5 15 minutes before yeah is i stand in the in the small it's a small world queue yeah because you you're raised 
and you're right in the entrance or the start of the parade. So when the parade finishes, you're one of the first people to move and then get on a ride. So my sort of spot is to be in the small world queue where you're sort of on the on the grates. Yeah, yeah. At the top there, so you're kind of leaning on the grates. You've got someone to, to, something to lean on, and once again, you've got a bit of height. I mean, you're not right close to the action, so you know the characters can't really see you as much. No. But you get a good sort of hired shot of the parade at the top. That's true. That's a very good point. Um, we need to look at uh, some of the show and parade stuff. Some of the, there's any other show stuff that we've missed. There's a 25th anniversary stuff, but come June, we don't know what's gonna. Exist. Is the princess waltzes and all that still going to be going? Katie, do you know the answer to that? When does the pirates and princesses stuff just start? Because it's a new show for that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, that's. I'm just wondering when that is. I can't. When that finishes, because there's a new show for that. I'm not sure if that's replacing the 25th anniversary show on the castle stage. Yeah, it could do. Um. Let's have a look. 31st of March. 31st of March to the 31st of May. Uh, so, uh, oh, well, that means... Not sure, but I'll be there in the uh, summer. We'll be there for the last day of Pirates and Princesses. Yes. But not in the parks, you just said. <laughs> but not in... No, I'm on the 30th. Oh. 31st And we don't arrive till the next day. Oh, ladies day. and gentlemen. Look at that. Um, so we don't know what's going to exist beyond that at the moment, and whether they'll they'll knock the twenty fifth on the head at that point or not, because that will that will go straight into Marvel Summer, won't it? Pretty yeah. Well, but they isn't the majority of that stuff going to be over in the other park? Yeah. So they might bring back the twenty fifth anniversary shows. I'm sure I read something the other day that said that the twenty fifth anniversary was kind of extended, unofficially extended to September. <laughs> I don't know if that is. Rumours or we don't know the right, do we? So, so with regards to shows and stuff like that, we we don't know. It's we're ninety nine point nine percent certain that the illuminations will still be on and the parade. Yeah. If the twenty fifth anniversary Castle Stage show is on, go and see it because it's great. It is good. It's really good. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, that covers most things. uh, Characters is one thing we haven't Mm -hmm. mentioned yet. Uh, people who want to go and visit and see characters. Um, characters are all over the place. And the best way to find characters and know the characters you want to see is by getting the uh, the Showtime's guide you can get when you're in the parks. You can also go to uh, the Disneyland Paris website and if you search through, um, you can get the schedule for the sort of week or so that you're going usually comes out the week before and it tells you all the information that you need to need need to know mm. for everything that's going on. Uh, so to give you an idea at the minute, uh, in the Disneyland Park, if you're heading over there this week, you've got the Disney princesses, which are always in the World Pavilion. Um, Winnie the Pooh, Alice in Wonderland, Darth Vader, Daisy and Friends, Pluto and Friends, Donald and Friends, Woody and Friends, Baloo and Friends, Peter Pan and Friends, and Aladdin and Friends are all in the Disneyland Park. And then over in the uh, studios, you've got, at the moment, uh, Goofy and Friends, Minnie and Friends, Buzz and Friends, just meet Disney characters in general, uh, meet and greet with Moana and Spider-Man, which is currently going on as well. Um, now, I don't know whether that Spider-Man will be going on in... It won't... Shouldn't think it'll be going on in the summer, will it? Because <coughs> it comes through with the Marvel Spider-Man's video, part so of the special packages. To be and I don't think Moana's going to be in, in her spot. She might have gone by that, that point, changing. Yeah. Um, so and 
do keep your eyes open as well because I know this week the Buzz and Friends meet and greet in the studios was The Incredibles. Yes. Because I saw a lot of chat on Twitter about, oh, Buzz and The Incredibles friends. And I was like, of course they're friends. Why would they not be friends? They're all Pixar friends. Um, But yeah, just keep your eyes open because you might spot people who aren't on on the schedule at all. No. And this is going to be done on the app as well. Can't you also find these on the app? Yes, the you can app? find yeah, these on the app. So they're all there. But they're, they do manage to pick up a, a program guide. Do pick up a uh, a park map when you arrive. You know. Yeah. Look There's also those. some that are not displayed, and they just sort of pop, pop up. up. And those yeah. can be the difficult ones as well, because it is a free for all. Sometimes it's not usually a line. Yeah. Which is very, very true. But yeah, the app's really useful. The app you'll be able to use in order to find out where the characters are. You can also use it in order to um, find out what wait times are. Sadly, I don't think the wait time section of the app is particularly reliable. Mm. Um, no, that, I agree with that. That, that can be a, a little bit yeah. naff, if you're honest. But uh, the, yeah. parts, the programs guide is really, really helpful. Uh, so the one I've got here is for the 31st of March. Uh, and it goes through to the 6th of April and it gives you all the information that you need to know with regards mm. to that and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, And also a thing to know, if, especially if you're used to going to Walt Disney World, the, once the parade's on, the characters will come out no more. Yeah. That like So it will stop about three that they'll stop. So that's also a good thing to know because obviously when I first went there uh, a couple uh, last year, I completely yeah. forgot that because I'm used to Walt Disney World that they're going to be going on even to extra magic hours. So yeah. when it got to like parade ended, I was like, oh, they're, they're not there anymore. So that's it's sort of a good thing to remember that once parades on, characters have stopped. Yeah, characters stop coming out. But you also sometimes find that the queues for attractions will dip at that particular point as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I think that pretty much covers everything we need to talk to with regards to this, does it not? Yeah. I mean, is there any hints and tips that you can sort of give someone? Like, just quick sort of hint and tippy kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I suppose that we... Um, I suppose... I'm trying to think what we got hints and tips-wise. Um, it'd be worth... I think you really utilise those fast passes. Yes. When I... I think what people forget sometimes is that you can get fast passes when That's I go actually... to Walt Disney Studios there's a massive queue for Ratatouille I'm like why is there a massive queue for Ratatouille when there's a fast pass that's actually right a very good there. point Probably for people who have, uh, who have never been to Disneyland Paris and don't understand the system fast pass uh, I think we take it for granted don't they everybody knows what fast pass is and the truth is they don't good point um, it's a very yeah, very good, good point, point. Uh, fast pass yeah so this is a ticket you can collect you push it into the machine uh, at certain attractions and it gives you a ticket and another one that tells you you can come back to this ride at this certain time and uh, you'll be able to ride it without any weight or the important one a reduced wait time particularly for something like uh, Big Thunder uh, you can get one which is for your wait time if your wait time is less than two hours you can get one as soon as it's up if your wait time is longer than two hours you can then get another fast pass after the two hours of getting the last one if that makes sense do get them though if you see there's a massive queue for an attraction you know there's fast pass available you'll see a little f on the um on the map it's well worth using fast pass uh, if you've and it is it. free for it everyone. Totally free. You don't have to pay extra for and it. It's, if you have been to Disney World but haven't been to Disneyland Paris, the systems are totally different. So if you've been to Disney World and you've used the app, mm-hmm. that's how it works there. But in Disneyland Paris, it is still the old system of um, of tickets. Mm. Um, I think that covers most stuff uh, with regards to, to bits and pieces. Anything anybody 
sort of wants to mention. Katie, I know you just mentioned something to do with um, like snacks. Um, yeah, so I think this is a really common question, isn't it? Because Disney World in particular has this really big kind of snack culture. Yeah. Um, and Disneyland, I guess, to a certain extent, which I think Disneyland Paris has less of. Much less. But I think there are a few things, like over the last few years, that Disneyland Paris have started to up their game a little bit, maybe. So there are a few kind of signature snacks, I guess. Yeah, yeah a few um, bits of So there's a few things like the kind of infamous, famous pineapple whip, which will <laughs> definitely be available over the summer. Yeah, um, I, which so. I really like the pineapple whip. Um, like it is not a door whip, no, but it is very good. It the but, uh, but the machine so tends to break down a lot. It does seem to, yeah. This is true. It does. But if you can get a pineapple whip, do get one. They're available in Adventureland next to the Aladdin Jafar meet and greet. And it's basically it? vanilla soft serve ice cream with pineapple juice and pineapple yeah. syrup in it. And, it's super um, refreshing. Yoda's it's really cupcake. nice. I keep mentioning Yoda's cupcake. I keep saying Yoda's cupcake. You have to try Yoda's cupcake. It's amazing. That's um, good fun. But hopefully uh, <laughs> that kind of covers most things. And I'm sure if anybody's got any questions, they can of course send them to us. Uh, if you want to add your own comments or suggestions or anything like that, or you have a question for us, anything at all, you can send us an email, radio at disneybrit.com. You can also send us a tweet, like Simon did, at DisneyBrit. And you can also go to facebook.com forward slash Podcast, And there you'll be able to send us a message. Uh, and in fact, the, the last question we answered was uh, was from there as well. So we do monitor all of those different channels, as well as our Instagram, which is at DisneyBrit. So you can go and look at those as well. So we have loads and loads of opportunities for people to, uh, to come and contact us and find out what's going on. If you go over to DisneyBrit.com, You'll be able to find all of the past shows that we've done as well. Uh, and generally, I think, you know, we've, um, we're have we lovely people. You can get in contact whenever you want to. But uh, we do apologise for being away for, for a little while. We had issues with people being ill or being away or things that couldn't happen here, there and everywhere. And it all got a little bit manic. But obviously, we'll get back again this week and we'll be back again in two weeks' time. We're back on the Sunday in two weeks' time for that particular show as well. Where hopefully, Gareth will no longer have flu. John will no longer have to work because it's Easter and we'll all be back and having a lovely time and all getting very excited over the fact that we're hopefully we're all going out to Disneyland Paris for fan days, which is going to be amazing. But uh, we will be back in two weeks' time, I believe. Yes, something like that. So uh, we will see you in two weeks. Have a fantastic Easter, everybody. Have a wonderful time. Have a lovely summer Easter holidays if you're off for Easter. And we will see you in two weeks. So until then, we'll see you. And thank you, Simon Price.